Welcome to the Commercial Kitchen Chronicles, a podcast dedicated to the commercial food equipment repair industry. My name is Pat Finley. I'm a lead master certified technician at General Parts Group and a certified special trainer. My goal is to shine a light on what I believe to be one of the most interesting and rewarding industries a field service technician can work in. I love the work I do, and I'm glad you're here listening to this podcast. In this episode, I sit down with Paul Schubert, president of RLS Rapid Blocking Systems. What's up, everybody? I don't know if you've seen this, but the RLS Summer Tool promos are back. For a limited time, you can save $500 on tools and jaws used with the RLS press fittings for HVAC and refrigeration. That includes a 19 kilonewton tool with five jaws, or a 32 kilonewton tool, or you can get an eight-jaw set for a 32 kilonewton tool that can be used with the Klopke, Rigid, Milwaukee, and many others. For complete offer details, visit rapidlockingsystems.com forward slash save. RLS press fittings offer so many advantages over brazing. You get reliable joints in about 10 seconds with no flame, no fire hazard, no brazing materials, no burn permits, no fire spotters, and no nitrogen purging. Plus, you get the reliability of the most proven HVACR press fittings on the market. The only ones that have been in use since 2015 and have more than 15 million installed fittings in the field. Once again, get all the details on the RLS Summer Tool promos at rapidlockingsystem.com forward slash save. What's up, everybody? So you've seen yeah, the RLS out there, and I'm excited to have Paul here. So I'm going to add Paul in. So what's up, Paul? How you been, man? Dude, Pat, what's going on, my man? How you been, sir? Another great day. Another great day. So <laughs> I can't complain. No one will listen anyways, right? Yeah. I seen you busting on a stove and drinking some uh, bourbon, dude. So the, there we go. Yeah, yeah. That was the third one, third stogie for the day. So I came home early, um, had to do a, quite a big job. Called my local supplier. Guy never called me back. Trying to buy a rooftop unit and got ignored. So it is what it is. I hung out and did some stuff around here. I don't mind getting home early every once in a while and goofing off. So Hey, there's a lot of days, you guys. Uh, you know, most of my texts from contractors are on Saturdays and Sundays. So it's kind of weird. It's, it's a seven-day job. So I guess on a Thursday, whatever, dude, you get half of it off. So um, I went a little more sophisticated on it tonight, dude. So give me a toast, okay? I poured a glass of wine. I seen you had some bourbon. Uh, there we go, dude. Uh, good things going on with you, man. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. Always. Uh, I drink some wine. I've never drank wine. I drank like five or six full glasses of wine after drinking like bourbon. Then went back to bourbon. And I literally wanted to die the next day. So I, I swore off the wine. I was like, I'll never do it again. <laughs> what? You're saying the wine, you got a headache or what? Oh, I don't know if it was the wine or everything else I did. I, oh, it, it probably was. The bourbon guys, they can drink gallons of bourbon and then they have two glasses of wine and they're, you know, they act dumb. But, you know, wine guys are honestly the opposite, right? I mean, I can drink liters of it, but you give me two glasses of bourbon, man, I'm smoked. So... I don't know why it's like that. Someone would have to explain it to me. There's science to it. I can't do the wine. I just like, like I said, I've never drank it. We went out to dinner at some fancy place uh, <clears throat> in Chicago. Never been there. Um, one of the former guys who took me out. Of course, I don't pay anything when I go with them. It's, you know, it's a free for all. So I'm just like, I freak out when I see this stuff. I'm like, ah, don't worry about it. You're not paying for it. So, okay, it is what it is. I pay for it with my blood, sweat, and tears. But <laughs> yeah. 
Well, <laughs> they only have one thing in common. They're both expensive. So, yeah. What uh, what 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 bourbon are you drinking tonight? Uh, Blanton's. I finally got. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So you splurged. Yeah, and a buddy of mine had it. And he bought it from a little local liquor store, Sheridan, Indiana, a little bitty tiny town. I guess they get it every other week. But he bought it. And he never opened it. And he went down to the. He did some tour, and he was at Blanton's Distillery, and he didn't like it. He's like, "Hey, you want this?" He's like, "I paid a hundred bucks for it. Just give me the money." I was like, dude, I'll give you 130 bucks for it, dude. <laughs> so I, I paid him for it. And then um, yesterday he actually texted me. He's like, hey, they got some more in. He said, I'm going to go over there and see if they got any. He said, do you want some? I said, that's not even a question. It's that anytime you go in there and they have Blanton's, you buy the bottle and I'll pay you for it. Yeah, so do you like it hot? Like, do you like a little bite on it? Or is that what I, – I can't remember what Blanton's tastes like. Blanton's got a little bite on it. That's why he didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, that's why he didn't like it. Yeah, see, that's I don't like it either. I, I like a smooth one like – I'm gonna say Eagle Rare. I love, but it doesn't have that. Yeah, he bite. Yeah, I like the bite, but I I put mine on ice. I caught hell because I had that video, me slamming the cup down, slamming the ice cube in there, slamming the bottle. I thought I broke the bottle because I made a weird sound when I did it. I was getting ready to cry when I was recording. <clears throat> I didn't break it, thankfully. But no, yeah, I, but you can't shit over ice. You don't do you? I mean, everyone likes it on the rocks. Yeah, some of you guys like. Oh, yes, hardcore guys like it neat. I can't do it. I don't have one of those little fancy Glen Cairn glasses. And yeah, I like I like it with ice. It's got to breathe a little bit, man. Yeah, I better step a little bit on ice in there. But with a cigar, good lord, they're good with cigars. Yeah, did you ever drink that bottle of that stuff I gave you? I drank every drop of it. <clears throat> yeah, that was good. That was in um, was that Bloomington or where was that? Our truth so it's down in Brown County. Oh, Brown County. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, that was good. Yeah, you know why? Because it wasn't hot. Yeah. I liked it. Um, I bought, I bought three or four bottles of that stuff. It's pretty good. Um, I go through periods where I drink more than I should. So when I get to where I want it, like I have to have it, I cut myself back. <clears throat> I do the same thing with cigars. I get to where like I'll be driving, like oh, I want a cigar, and I'm like I see a cigar shop, and I'm like I can't do this. I got to chill for a couple of weeks. So I go through periods where I'll do it, and then periods where I don't. So yeah, sometimes on weekend nights, if my brother comes over, I'll have three or four cigars, and I'm talking about through the whole night, but I regret it man waking up it's like god dang it i should have just had one of those i don't know men overdo those kind of things you know alcohol tobacco all that stuff so i wanted to have you all talk about rls i mean you're the man the myth the legend so uh you know you guys got your new facility out there in st louis um yeah there's a lot going on yeah so that so that we just had our one year anniversary so we have five employees from the original batch that just made their one year anniversary. And that was, I'm going to say a few days ago. Um, so I think we're up to, we probably have a hundred employees now, uh, hourly employees that are making parts. And I can't remember when you visited, but it, we probably had ha half that. I don't think there was that many. Oh yeah. You're still waiting on new machines. You were still waiting on some machines to come over. Yeah. That's all in. Yeah. That's all done. So all the, all the asset, all the assets are in, we broke a, production record last month we broke a sales record last month we broke like we tracked packing you know all those kind of things and uh they were all broken now international's going strong it's kind of the first time in a long time where you know all the regions are running strong um and, and we're working hard right i mean we got a lot of sales guys that work hard in the field we're working hard you know on marketing you know all the things that you know pile up into you know a, a successful brand and honestly, I think it's 
twofold, right? One is you got a good product, but two, you, um, we work hard at, uh, with you guys. Uh, I think, I think you certainly see that. Other guys do too. Oh yeah, I love it. I mean, and I think guys see that. You know, it's not just a company trying to sell you anything. It's we're kind of laser focused on one thing. We we don't try to sell everything. We have one item, and and we try to be good at that one item. So hopefully it pays off, and you know we continue <clears throat> to grow market share, but. You know, this industry's funny, man. Market share is slow. Guys are hesitant still, even after, you know, seven years and 15 million, 16 million joints later, you know, you still, the market is slow to adopt. It's a technology that's, I don't want to say not trusted, just, you know, a lot of guys just don't trust it to even start doing it. But if you can do it, you know, it's, they tend to like it and tend to use it, so... Oh, I love it. You know, I, I was fortunate enough to be at the right place at the right time, you know, start talking to you and found out you went to, you know, graduate school in my hometown and we just kind of clicked. And, you know, you're yeah, going, yeah, grad, I, grad, I had my MBA from Anderson University. Yeah, you live in Indiana, you know, yeah. weekends anyways. So. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's funny, actually. Yeah. So it's just a couple of Hoosiers tonight, man, which I love. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's cool. But, man, that tool, I don't use it as much as I feel like I should just because I don't have a whole lot of opportunities. Uh, I, it comes and goes my refrigeration duties. We split it amongst the guys, and I don't do – sometimes I do more, sometimes I don't, I don't do hardly any. But, you know, I mean, a tool has saved my tail tons of time. I mean, brand-new Riley Hospital, they had a brand-new kitchen. Um, they had a unit – had a back compressor, and they built it in, and you couldn't get to the compressor to service it. So they sent us a whole new condenser unit. But – well, just a little low. Sorry, guys. Let me turn that up. Um, but <clears> – <throat> brazen air they'd let us brazen air but it had to be two guys and then one guy had to stay eight hours after the job was done not after the torch was out but after the job was done so yeah, look, that's, that's well i mean that's why there's press technology right is those guys don't want to do all that so they said hey it has to be done on saturday when the kitchen serving area is closed so i went in there on saturday i luckily didn't have to brace stubs in because i had old fins unit so i went in there reclaimed it cut it deburred it cleaned it up pressed it I had the thing back running in like two hours and I was out of there on a Saturday, you know, and if we would have had to brace it, it'd have been a 12 hour ordeal. It'd have been ridiculous. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's uh, and obviously there's a lot of buildings that just won't even let you pull a torch, but you know, that's, that's the benefit, you know, it's, you know, ease of ease of install. Now, you know, what we've worked on hard in the last seven years is getting all the other stuff, right. So that think about on day one or, you know, day two of RLS, you, you didn't have dryers and, you know, there was no ancillary items. There was nothing compatible. I mean, it was like, you know, that's where I think over time, over six or seven years, we've worked hard to kind of fill all those gaps. And now, hopefully, you know, you'll see, uh, you know, equipment manufacturers and, you know, start to get on board. I don't know if that's anywhere close. I mean, we scream about it all the time. I've, I've said this on many podcasts and to many people, but I think it's to the point to where it's you guys now screaming, you know, because wholesalers are on board, manufacturers are on board. Now it takes the end user, but it's, it's, it's still a game where if you did it, you know, you're going to make half the people mad and half the people happy. And I don't think you ever get out of that scenario, but. Yeah, we got someone in the, uh, in the comments said, I, I wouldn't use it enough to make sense to, for me to buy it. You'd be surprised how much you actually use it. Um, I did some installs where I rebuilt complete walk-in coolers. I used it on every single fitting in there. Um, the burn permit situation. I mean, it, it comes to play more than you actually 
realize. Um, a lot of times now, if I do a system and I have a condensing unit, a rope condensing unit outside, uh, instead of putting back in a brace or sweating dryer, I put in, um, I buy the RLS uh, press fittings for the flares. I just put a flare dryer in. I mean, it saves time, saves money. It, it pays for itself. Yeah, so you know, obviously that's the hardest challenge, right? You got to make an investment, um, just like any tool, and you know that investment either has to pay itself off, or if you don't think it does, then it won't. But I mean, spending—I um, don't know—what do you pay for them in the field? See, I sell them. What I sell them for, you don't. You, obviously, you don't buy them for that price. But <clears throat> I think they're take a tool and eight jaw kit. They're probably you know, I think our TK five, which is a tool and five jaws probably is in the 2800 to 3300 dollars range in the field so that's i mean it's not small it's not small change man you're dumping some money on it yeah you know, I, was, I was looking the other day pat you know over the last five years we have sold and i'm talking about uh us selling into the field so you know put some number on this right it, so we probably, I looked the other day and we're almost at $60 million of tools and jaws we've sold into the field globally, not just, obviously not the USA. It's all over Australia, Japan, uh, all over Europe, you know, South America, Canada. So, I mean, it's going everywhere, but it's six, you know, we, so take that and times it times, I don't know, 30, put 30% on that. And that's probably what, you know, the end, what it's really worth to the field. So it's, I mean, it's going crazy. It's, and then, and listen, we're one manufacturer now. There's more than just us in there now. So it's not, you know, it's not just us anymore, but um, it just shows you the markets. And, and I mean, we have a sliver of the market. I mean, there's, if you look at the USA, we've done studies over and over and over. There's probably 30 million joints that get raised every year in the USA, just the USA. I mean, you were just talking minuscule market share, and I don't—you'll probably never be over twenty or twenty-five percent. I don't think, um, you know, I think if you talk to like Vega or you know another waterpress guy, I, they've been in it thirty years, and they probably don't have twenty or thirty percent market share. I would bet they're nowhere close to that, or it, maybe they are, but they're not forty or fifty percent. So, you know. I think predominantly you're always going to braze predominantly you're always going to sweat and then you'll make up this 20 30 percent where you know guys are pressing and doing other things um so yeah we got a long way to go you know obviously uh you know the the, the benefits are there but you got to weigh them out and you know guys like tools so you know guys like doing things better faster cleaner and all that i think over time you'll start to see that market share grow yeah i mean so take one of my instances I had last fall. It's, um, my son works for me. He just started. Um, had never braised. I had a leak. It was above a walk-in cooler freezer combo, and it was small. And I'm a big guy, and he's 170 pounds soaking wet. I mean, he's in shape. He does his stuff. And uh, it was where a pipe came through the wall, and they didn't support it, and it rubbed together. It rubbed out. No one else could get in there because you go through a pretty small hole and climb over some, some duct work and some bracing and stuff. And we went outside. I knew where the leak was. He found it because there was dye everywhere. We did. I didn't put the dye in there. Someone else did. But he found the leak. So we came back. We went outside, and I showed him how to use the tool on putting in uh, the flare fittings for the dryer. And I showed him, you know, a couple of fittings outside the truck. I just gave him the tool, the deburr, the cutter, pipe, and all the fittings, and I shoved him back in his hole. <laughs> Guess what? He fixed it. It pulled down to like 300 microns. And I haven't had a problem with it since. Yeah. 
I mean, that right there just proves that, you know, this technology is viable and it's, it's a great tool to have. Cause I mean, even if I could have got in there, this is Butler university. It's a historic building. You can't get a burn permit on demand. You have to go to the County. No. Yeah. Yeah. But well, yeah. So anytime we get a burn permit there, you have to go to the County building, wait in line. It's a nightmare. It's like, yeah. And, and throwing him in a crawl space, you know, or an attic, a hot attic. Right. I mean, either one's terrible, but he'll do his prep work down there. If he, if he knows he's got to go back down. Yeah. He killed it, man. He liked it. So I always tell him, I was like, well, when I step up, cause I'm, I'm trying to get some tooling. I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to get, uh, start doing some water, some gas stuff. And when I do that, I'm gonna get the RLS jaws for the gun. And I'm gonna give him my set. I'm like, here, you can have my set, you know? So there'll be two of us running around Indianapolis for, uh, my company with them. But yeah, he liked what, it. What till are you getting? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm probably gonna get the big, uh, rigid gun. Probably. Okay. The 351 or 350. Yeah. Cause I, okay. I would, I gotta, I gotta be able to do two inch copper. And I want to get into some gas line stuff. And then, of course, I'll probably end up getting into some bigger gas line stuff. Just because I always run into kitchens and it never nothing's ever right when I do insoles. And I got to be able to adapt on the fly. And it's going to be easier to cut and add in a T versus. Well, I got all those jaws at RLS. So you just stop by, dude. I'll load you up with them. Oh, yeah. I'll be by. I won't come back out since everything's up and running. You guys. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah, we'll do something fun. That's, you know, you got to come back out now that it's running. No, but that's our number one question for guys, right? Is, you know, our goal at RLS is to try to find out what they want to, because listen, you're going to make a big investment into jaws or tools or whatever. <coughs> Excuse me. But if you can convince them, okay, do you get, do you, so do you use gas or, I mean, do you press, will you ever press for gas or water? And if that answer is yes, then you don't sell them one of our clocky tools. You, you're trying to get them into a rigid platform or other platforms, but you know, they don't need that tool but because you're not going to be able to do the other stuff with it. It's very, it's very rare, especially in the United States and other parts of the world, you know, guys do HVAC or they do plumbing. They don't do all that stuff, but um, you know, then a clocky tool is perfect and it's as cheapest way to get into the market, man. The tools are inexpensive. Um, uh, and the, the, you don't need those big, heavy tools to press RLS anyway. Mm -hmm. So those guys can get in a lot cheaper, but yeah, you know, we sell a hell of a lot of rigid and Milwaukee guns because, and we don't sell them. I'm saying, you know, for rigid in Milwaukee, because that once we find out they do water or gas, it's like, oh man, you gotta go, you gotta go get this. Mm -hmm. And, and I think then it pays off, right? It's like, <clears throat> okay, I don't press for gas. I don't press for water. It's like, well, damn dude, there, there you go. Now you got three markets you can go use that gun in. And, and it's all very similar, man. You're, you got to tube prep all that. You got to do it all. So now you're, so the markets are very similar. Yeah. The press profiles are a little different and yeah, I got to press this a little bit different than this one. But at the end of the day, man, follow the instructions and it shouldn't be that difficult. So, I mean, I, you know, I post up all of our problems, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, a uh, you know, I post them all up because we get them all the time. I just try to show what everybody does wrong uh, by not following instructions. So, you, I mean, we get those all the time. Well, and, I've created two in the field from, you know, there's a there's a cooking equipment line and company that uses your guys' fittings. And these are quite a bit of them. And uh, I had a guy go out there and he swore up and down the fitting was leaking and he cut it out and he didn't do his job right. You know, pulled good vacuum, didn't use his micro gauge. I mean, we could go on and on about guys not doing stuff right, but. Um, it leaked out again. He went back and said he had another fitting leaking. Was throwing a fit. Well, this was leaking now, so I had to cut it out and give it to me. And I showed it to you. You could look in the fitting. You could see the O-ring pushed out. 
Yeah, so, yeah. It, it, I mean, it's not. I mean, you got to be. I don't want to say you got to be delicate because they're pretty robust, but there's a lot of stuff that can go wrong. You know, obviously there's tube issues. Like in one guy, the the most recent one was zippers on tube, right? And they had twenty five five eighths fittings leaking on this one line. I was like, all twenty five. I was like, dude, you, there's a tube problem, bad. You know, and it was a zipper. <clears throat> and for me, man, it's hard to see. You know, our engineers were like, oh my god, these are zippers. Um, those are pretty rare, but but man, there's you know there, there's stuff that can go wrong. So, and you know, the crappy part about that one is, you know, you're not going to see. It, you know, you, you got to pressure test it. You're going to do a big old run, and it's like, damn it, man, you don't like for that stuff to happen to those guys because, you know, the first thing you blame, and I've said this my whole life at RLS, is the first thing you blame is that fitting. You know, uh oh, you got a problem. It's like, no, we don't, man. It's something else. It's the that old ring that seal's been cut somehow the you know the there's a defect in that tube that's allowing the because refri refrigerant molecules are small mm -hmm. so you know deep scratches i mean it, that seal you know it's pretty malleable it's going to cover a bunch of stuff but it doesn't it's not bulletproof man so you got to do all the steps yeah and you guys are on it man when i was there you know you had your engineer um, you guys had some stuff you were checking, some product quality stuff he was going through, and he was going through every single fitting. And well, we, yeah, we hundred percent inspect every single fitting um, that leaves that plant, and, and we're not perfect, man. I mean, don't even with the hundred percent inspection and with machines, the human eye. I mean, it, as it goes through those stages, it gets inspected a lot, and some, you know, and we're not perfect. I mean, we're we're damn close, but you know, I don't. It's hard to be perfect, so. You know, there is some stuff that gets out once in a while that drives me nuts but at the end of the day we'll, we'll, we'll usually always take care of it for somebody yeah matt wax the proper prep is absolute key to proper press yeah no matter what you're pressing <clears throat> follow the proper procedures make sure it's clean deburred uh no imperfections on the pipe that kind of stuff and you won't have a problem the doctor <laughs> yeah so, yeah so uh you know I, I did get rid of a skew um we found it in Canada on the largest VRF project, one of the largest one we've ever done. It, and it's a, it's a mechanical that did press for the first time. We had micro cracks in a transition joint on a four-step reducer. So you're going from inch and an eighth down to half inch. I mean, like that fast. Wow. And, you know, the worst issue we can ever have is, you know, you go to pressure test it. It's got, let's just say you put it at 500 PSI. And you come back in a week and it's, 450 psi so you got these leaks right that are slow and you know so we got we, we've eliminated that skew because the stress going from transition from inch and eight to half inch when you're mill when you're machining it down was too drastic and so we sell i'm, I'm gonna make this up but, but i'm gonna get close 200 of those a year globally and it's like eh, wipe that out <laughs> That's a lot of work just to sell 200 fittings i mean yeah but you have to have them all that's what i'm saying it's uh you know, most of your volume is in 20 or 25 SKUs is 80%. So we're talking millions, millions are in 25, 25, 20 to 25 SKUs. And then the other 125 are all that stuff you need because, you know, like you said earlier, if you can't pull a burn permit, then you got to have all that, all that stuff available. Or the minute you pull it, why not just braze it all, right? Yep. Yeah. Hmm. So your training facility, are you guys up and running in there yet? Are you still got some visitors or? 
Yeah, so we are, we're in the process of finalizing that. We've got drawings that are finalized. We're getting ready to start bringing contractors through at a heavier rate. Uh, we had a sister company making some product in there. It's an indoor air quality product that it's an ozone um, system that you can read about. It's called Serozone. So they were in there for a while. They've got their own building now <clears throat> and they're running with their own product. So it's kind of a revolutionary uh, air, indoor air quality product that they're, that they're going to market with. It's, that's really good. Um, so yeah, that's going on. And then we're going to turn attention in to fix that, that training room up and showroom. And really it's just about bringing contractors in showing them the history of the product, showing them what, because one thing you guys will never know is all the testing, all the work, all the stuff we've done so that, so you feel comfortable in the field to use it. And nobody really knows that. I mean, you do because you've been there, Yeah. but the, they're like, okay, have you done a vibration test? It's like, oh my God. Yeah. Anything we've done 10 times what any system's ever going to do to it or a hundred times. Who knows? It's a lot more than, so all those things we've done, right? And that's what you get to show contractors is, you know, we'll show you all the good, bad, ugly, and we'll show you everything we've done. And then, and then at the end of the day, you don't, you're not going to be hesitant to use it because you'll see what's going on. Yeah, the facility is sweet. I'd like to get back to see all the extra machines. There's a lot of room in there. I know there's a lot of machines you have to come when it came. But uh, yeah, it was fun to come in and see all the history, see the stuff. Um, it was cool to blow up a fit. Well, I didn't get to say we blew up a fitting. We blew up a, a braze joint first, but yeah. That test is pretty cool. People always, you know, I see it all the time. People on posts complaining, oh, this is going to bust. This is going to bust. I'm like, no, man, I've, I've got a fitting in my desk that we pumped up to 317 PSI. And the fitting didn't budge. It didn't pull out. It didn't do nothing. You said 317, so you're thinking 3,017. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 3,017. Uh, it, it went 3,017, and the fitting didn't budge. The pipe didn't pull out nothing, and the brace caps blew off where it brazing weakened the integrity of the copper yeah that's why we solder them and don't we solder them and don't braze them so you don't put that much heat to them or they'll fail even sooner than that but so I didn't even yeah, and that press gauge will still fit over those joints and that's what you want to show contractors is like listen the joints are not moving they're just not and then uh, i think i put a post in one time on my instagram page where it so you know you know how you found max failure of rls is just connecting to steel yeah. And and obviously the steel is not going to blow before copper, so you get and so they'll blow around five thousand. So if you take, I don't know, three quarter half inch fittings, they'll go to five six thousand psi. Wow. So yeah, the the strength component is is not the problem. The the vibration component's not the problem. The freestall is not the problem. It's prep. You know, it's and, and it's easy to sit here for me to say because I don't do it, but oh, make sure you prep everything right. Well, I've seen some jobs, dude, where it's like, wow, the tube is it's old and nasty, and there's a lot of work to do, man. So, you know, with with new installs, it's a little easier, and it's just like, yeah, you know, prep the pipe and you know, do do your homework and just take a little bit longer to do it all, and you'll have a great experience. Um, but yeah, there's some scenarios, man, that are gnarly and you know the pipe's black it's 10 years old it's you know those are who knows what those but guys do it all the time oh that that one we did up in the attic that pipe was probably pretty bad shape and i just told him make sure you clean it up really good because it had been leaking for years this thing leaked before i got there and we've been doing this for two years and we just no one ever went up there because we couldn't get up there we didn't know you could get up there they did a remodel and put a hard ceiling in but they used recessed lights and finally found the right maintenance guy he was that light comes up and you can get up there 
So we moved the lights and someone up there, and sure enough, it was right there, and we found it. But that pipe was, I mean, it had been leaking refrigerant for years, covered in oil and all kinds of stuff. And, I mean, I a kid that had just seen those fittings for the first time that day did it. So, I mean. Yeah. I mean, and, and one thing we struggle with, um, you know, just forget installation for a minute, but, you know, codes and standards is something we have fought since day one. You know, there's still parts of the United States where that spurs up and you're fighting a code inspector. Obviously, in Canada, you know, the Ontario's tough with codes. and But, you know, now as you shift to flammable, so seven years ago, you know, you're, you're doing A1s. And now A2s and A3s are coming in the market. And, uh, you know, the fitting and the seal and the system is compatible to it. But we get that question all the time. Well, hey, I, this isn't for you know, propanes or isobutanes or any of that, right? And it's like, no, it is, but there's no code that allows it. So, you know, that's what RLS is doing now is, you know, turn the attention to the codes. Again, as, as we shift to these flammable refrigerants so that, you know, you didn't buy a gun for the fun of it and, and now you can't use it because R32 is coming in and all these other systems with flammables are coming in. So that's kind of our next step is turning your attention to flammables and trying to get, you know, the codes and standards, you know, robust enough to where, you know, all that stuff is safe because that's when the prop really comes in is when you start messing around with, especially when you're doing small refrigeration equipment like Pepsi and all that stuff. Those, some of those are propane. Yep. Oh yeah. I deal with that every day. That's more of mine. Yeah. My bread and butter is the small self-contained um, restaurant coolers and stuff. I've got a, an R290 four-door freezer sitting there out here. It's what I make my little promo video in every Friday morning. I'll be out there tomorrow morning making it. But um, it's R290. Um, it's got some co- some quarter-inch lines. I'm about to I'm gonna make a video. I'm gonna cut into it and I'm gonna put some. I'm gonna go find some quarter-inch fittings and. Yeah, I mean it, it. It'll do it. It's you know propane's no big deal. So yeah. uh, Pepsi used to do it in Indianapolis. Actually, they used yeah, to put perfect. them on those. You'll find Pepsi decks with uh rls fittings on it and that's the r290 so yep. Yep. I we talked about that when i think when i was out there maybe a couple months ago we talked about that so the pepsi plant's like right behind my shop and that's where they take all the units when they fix them right back over there so yep. there's a graveyard of pepsi stuff i drive by every day so yeah pepsi's one of the the manufacturers that you know they, they own all their equipment in the field so if one of them's not cool and it goes back to a hub and you have technicians that fix it and... yep coke does the same thing and um, actually red bull does it too so we used to service Red Bull coolers. So the Red Bull cooler would go down and the rep would bring them a new cooler and they'd take the old one to a warehouse and they'd call us and we'd walk in there and they'd have like 40 Red Bull coolers. Like, okay, this one, the compressor doesn't run. So you'd steal parts off one and fix others. Yep. And you had like 20 minutes to diagnose it to determine whether it was to be fixed or not. It was just, it was, a, it was nuts. Good. And they're dumping all that soda, right? I mean, so every cooler, the big ones obviously are, you know, they come in, dump the product. I mean, I'm sure it costs them nothing. But, yeah, there's, you know, there's a big savings with RLS on that, which is why they started using it several years ago is, you know, now that cooler doesn't have to go back to the hub. You cut the deck off. There's a new deck in the truck. Put the new deck in, charge it. Boom, you're done. The, the piece of equipment doesn't leave. So that, that was the prop back then. Yeah. I think they're still doing it today, but not at massive rates, but. That's cool. That's cool. So I mentioned quarter inch. So RLS, you guys have from quarter inch up to, you got some big stuff out there now, don't you? Yeah. So today, so listen to this one and, and, you know, this was, this is what I woke up to today. So 
Jessica, who handles our marketing department, she she's our marketing manager. She flew out to Seattle to to Jamie's got a big PRF job going. I see her post. She's hanging out with Jamie today. So well, yeah, so we shipped all of our XL out there. FedEx lost the box, damaged it, oh, no. and then uh, they lost. So the jaw showed up, the jaw box with no jaw in it. So our my only inch and five eighths jaw is now gone. And so we're filing a claim. So all that inch and five eighths on that job is it all got messed up shipping it by FedEx overnight. So um, you know FedEx gets a, an F today for that. Mm-hmm. So now you know the, the jaws are in production. You know we have fittings made. We're just waiting on jaws to start, um, and that we are getting hounded on by those like uh, Ulysses at Rice Refrigeration. He's you know he's been eager to get that. So we're going to help him out. We got Matt in California who who does big Daikin units, and he's been after us for a long time. So we're going to start taking care of some of the guys that have been following us for a long time, and and uh, wait waiting patiently for that as we work through you know all the issues of launch and you know inch and five eighths and two and eight. So you know I mean we'll be the in our press profile from I mean this is the most important part, right? Our press profile from quarter inch to two and an eighth is the exact same. We don't manipulate fittings. We don't add teeth to the inside. We don't do anything different. It's the same press profile, which shows you how great that press profile is. Oh yeah, yeah, that's crazy. The same exact profile. That's that's awesome. Um, I look forward to seeing some of that big stuff. I, I I doubt I ever get to that realm. I'm taking pretty well care of where I'm at now, so I don't see me changing up to you know big big industrial refrigeration anything anytime soon. But I love seeing those guys working on those VRF systems and all those other stuff out there. It always makes me jealous. It always makes me want to change jobs, but uh, I'm excited to see what those guys can do. Cause there's some guys. Oh, that yeah. Watch one of them run a, a section of a two and an eight too. Oh and yeah. It's crazy how long it takes. And I mean, obviously the press is, it's not 10 seconds, but it's, yeah, I think you can do it. These are long stroke tools. So like a normal, excuse me, a normal press tool is 40 millimeter stroke. These are 80. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it goes from like 10 to 25 seconds or something, but still you're taking, I don't know what a two and an eighth. I mean, I've watched guys take 10 minutes to do it. So, I mean, you're, you're cutting it down to, you know, 45, 50 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's it's huge time saving. I mean, just think of money you save on not flowing nitrogen into that big pipe. I mean, Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. People, you know, yeah. The prop starts getting better and better as the tube gets bigger and bigger. So it's uh, yeah, it's a good thing. <laughs> so sweet so we got quite a few guys in here matt was in here we got adrian reliable hvacs in here causing some trouble talking about crocs they wanted to know if you had a copper plated crocs or uh, no crocs like the shoes yeah so that's the, no, that's what they've been killing chats lately talking about crocs so no, i don't even own a pair of those i've always hated those shoes i don't have them i got hey dudes that's as bad as i go so yeah no i have a pair of those I wear those when they just walk from the house to the bar, and I don't want to pull yeah. their boots. So, when I was in Tokyo a couple of weeks ago, I I lost they lost my luggage. Oh no! So I spent two days in the same clothes, <laughs> and uh, I was wearing like I was when you go fly 15, 16 hours, like you try to get comfortable, right? So you're wearing Crocs and not, you know, pants that are comfortable and all that stuff. So I was in those shoes for two days. And uh, th- there's no soles in them, dude. So the more you walk in them, the more your feet hurt. So, Uh-oh. Matt's got a question about the next AHR press to impress contest. Are we going to see all teams with the same press tool? 
You know what? Hats off to Shab on that one. Like he was pissed on day. I mean, he figured that out fast. Oh yeah. So we didn't know that, right? I mean, um, yeah. well, one we weren't expecting the gun to go down, so we we learned something from Rigid on that. Is you can't. I'm gonna I'm gonna get close on this. You can't press too fast with the Rigid gun, or it, it airs out. So we shipped that tool back to Rigid. But we're, they were going too fast with it. So I think you get three presses a minute, I think is what someone told me. So obviously you're pressing, you're trying to press 10 in a minute. So it, the tool just freaked out and said, uh-oh, hold on, I'm done. <laughs> so they picked up the clocky tool and it's got a faster cycle time and Shaw caught that fast. So oh, yeah. he was a loser, but at the end of the day, he caught it. So I, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know whatever happened. We felt terrible. We'll I'll just have to make it up to him. Sure. I don't know if he would have won or not, but he definitely caught that. So my mistake was we were trying to like do it. We were like we were trying to like ream it perfectly and everything. Those other guys were like one turn, one turn, 50, yeah, one turn fifty. I was like, you know, six, seven times trying to be all perfect. And I look over and they're like, stop reaming it. They're only doing it once. They just ream. Yeah, what we have to do is set specific rules next time. So we'll have to just you're putting it together and pressing it, and you eliminate all those steps. <laughs> so it, it was fun. It was a blast. It was cool. It was it was funny seeing Lance there. That was the best part. <laughs> yeah, we love. Him. Well, I mean, Lance is. Yeah, we we thank the world to him. So, you know, we we kind of dive into the market, and you know, we see him as an ally, not as a competitor. So he's fun. You know, I, he fits me perfectly. So we're, you know, you know, when when I when I had to pick a teammate, I was or you know, it was going to be me, and I was like, no, nah, man, we're going to get somebody else, and so I called Lance, and he was a good sport, so that was fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, Lance is always a good sport. I like Lance and the team over there; they're good guys. So, yep. Um, anything big planned for the rest of the year? You guys got any more shows coming up, or anything you're going to do? Yeah, so we go to Puerto Rico in July. So there's a there's a big refrigeration show out there, and then you start the circuit again, right? Um, this fall is the Middle East, and then the spring's the Middle East, and you got Germany, and you got Italy. So you're starting to do that, and it's the same circuit over and over and over. So it's all the international stuff that we do is, you know, we're adding people. So we're going to add five, six more people, growing the growing the team as we start to grow the market, and um, just keep keep putting the right people in place to get it done. So because that's really what we do is walk around and <clears throat> train everybody, you know, constantly train and introduce and let people use the tool, try the tool, all that. Um, I want to stay close to Ben. I need to call him this week. We're talking about doing something together on, you know, Ben coming out and, um, you know, there's no better trainer than, than a contractor. Right. So, you know, as Ben starts to, you know, ramp up HVAC tactical, you know, just kind of working with him in some areas to do some things and, and keep pushing forward here, man. Yep. I mean, you guys have always been huge supporters of mine. So I teach twice a year for some fast. I teach basic refrigeration. So, I mean, it's guys that have a little bit of experience. They got their EPA, but they're, they're not very experienced. I mean, we teach brazing. So, but when I started coming on board and once I got the press tool, I started bringing in fittings and, you know, we make a little, I let them have free reign to do whatever design they want, but they have to use like quarter inch, three eighths. They have to use like quarter, three eighths uh, reducer, you know, braze that in. They use different kinds of brazing rod. Um, and then I was like, hey, I'm going to add in the press. So we, you know, you guys send us out the fittings and we press in a three eighths fitting in there. And then what we do is we pressurize it. We make them cut off a section, pinch it off and cut it off under pressure to simulate the R290 stuff like we do. And, yep. then, we, and then we soak it in water and look for leaks. 
And the guys are always freaking out about that press fitting. And then you throw it in the bucket, and then their brace joints leak somewhere else, and that fitting's not. And it's pressurized through the PSI. It's yeah. not the tool. It's you. <laughs> yeah, water molecules are huge. So, yeah, it's definitely not doing anything. So those guys, they uh, they enjoy pressing. Um, and, you know, a lot of them are like, hey, where'd you get this tool at? I was like, hey, you can get it here, here, and here, you know. And uh, they're all pretty cool. And, you know, I've had some companies go out and buy it because, you know, their guys have seen it. And, you know, they wanted to, to use it. I mean, it's worth it. I mean, I don't know what more to tell guys. I tell people all the time, if you're in the Indy area, if you're in Central Indiana and you you are on the fence about RLS, I will come to you. I will let you use my gun. I will find fittings and I will show you how to use it. And you can use it yourself and you can do something. Yeah, no. And, and like I said, you're you're one of the guys. I mean, there's there's a handful of you guys, but. The fact that you do that on your own, we appreciate, right? And that's why you'll always get special treatment out of me. You know, you need something, I got you. I mean, here you are teaching press in, in, a, in a school, and you don't have to do that. So, you know, it's, it goes to show you your, you know, your fortitude to, to help the – I mean, because, listen, you got to do it all. It, it, some, someday you're going to have to know it all, so you might as well know it all. doesn't mean that it's binary. You either got to do this or you got to do this. It ain't like that. You got to do it all, man. You got better learn it all. So I'm glad they're teaching it in schools. I'm glad guys like you run around and do it because eventually you're going to have to know it. You go to the Northeast and do a job, you'll get whooped on price because those guys aren't ever, you know, a lot of those guys aren't brazen any jobs because they're not allowed to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always tell guys, like, look, I said, if I have to put a compressor in and I can't get a, break, a burn permit, I said, I put stubs in at the shop, brazen them at the shop, leave it, you know, a foot long or whatever, cap them off, close them off. I go to the job site and I cut them off and I press the compressor in. I'm like, yeah. I, don't need, I don't need a fire watch. I don't need a guy there. You know, there's dryers out there now you can get, or you can put in a flare dryer with the, you know, the press fittings. There's plenty of options out there to keep you from brazing on site if you, if you can't get a burn permit. Yeah, and I don't even know what they cost. Um, what's a burn permit cost in Indiana? Like, what's Butler charge? Or what's a county charge? Charge us. We have to have so much insurance. So uh, I'm not sure. It's just an insurance thing, and then it's just a liability thing. So it's free. For most places, but I'm not sure. It, it, you have to have a minimum insurance for like it depends on the building. So Butler's are historical buildings, so they want you to have more insurance. We actually had a job at Eli Lilly at their new kitchen they built in downtown Indy. Oh yeah. And they told us. I said, "Hey, I gotta use a torch," and the lady told me she goes, "You will never light a torch in this building." She said, "You don't have enough insurance," and she said, "You gotta take a two week class to light a torch in here." Wow. So see you later. Yeah. <laughs> Or I don't know what the guy costs to sit there for eight hours, but surely to God, it's dumb. So, yeah. a hundred. Well, we charge the customer $139 an hour for a guy standing there. Yeah. So, yeah. From $30 to $50 an hour, depending on who he is or what he does. I mean, it adds up pretty fast. Well, yeah. If you're a guy that doesn't factor that in, you're, you're, you're going to get beat if you're factoring it in. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, like I said, you might as well do it all. You're going to have to learn it all one day. It doesn't have to be RLS, but you know what I mean? It, learn how to press. Yeah. Even if it's for water. We, we got HVAC J604 in the house. He's under his wife's name, Nicola Norman. You sure it's not your alter ego, Jay? <laughs> he said he got a package in the mail the other I, day. He did. And guess what? I felt so bad. He's one of the guys where. The volume for me is going off the chart. So the guys that are paying for tools, right? Because I always hook up my, I call them my guys. Jay's one of my guys. So, you know, when, when, when people are paying for stuff, I got to, I got to ship paying customers. So Jay waited way too long for, for his Paul present. So, you know, 
I, I, you know, I'm gonna have to make up for that one day. But yes, we finally got it to him. I feel horrible it took that long, and hopefully he's uh, exci- excited to use it or you know, oh, put it. Well, he sent me pictures. He flipped the boxes open. I was like, "How you got two boxes?" I was like, "Oh, because the jaws are in foam in a separate box." And I was like, okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I tried to. Yeah, I think Jeff. We, we entered another. I think Jeff's doing another award. I think. Yes. Yeah, so, so Jeff posted that up already. Yep, Jeff's in here actually. Yeah, we're, we're he's been he's been fan, there. He is. See, he's been fan. He's Jeff's Jeff's one of our guys. You know, Dude, Jeff's phenomenal man. He yes, we always work. like to hook him up. You know, Alex's kids getting ready to turn one. I've been keeping an eye on his son. So yeah, he's he's one of the RLS babies. So his uh, we we keep track of all the kids too. Yeah. That was funny. Speaking of kids, so my kid. I think of what to do for him, man, because his kid's getting ready to turn one. So he's got to get some RLS presents, and he's, his kid's not going to want press tools. So we got to figure something else out. Let's get on that one. <laughs> so, like I said, you know, we're talking about kids. So my son works for me. He bought a house a couple weeks ago, and I get the picture from him from his realtor, and he's wearing his RLS shirt. I was just crazy. <laughs> yes. I was like, hey, at least he knows what's up. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Yeah. So it's uh, how old is he? 20 years old, man. Damn, and he already bought a house. That's crazy. I was, yeah, I was about a hundred seventy thousand dollar house. It's it's not in Anderson. Uh, it's over in Elwood. So I oh, okay, in yep. Frankton and Elwood's like the next little town over. Um, so yeah, he's a uh, he's excited. He's he's new homeowner. He's trying to hang curtains. There's you know house three models. So there's no curtain rods or nothing up, and he's putting holes in his wall and. There's no cable line, so he had to drill a hole for a cable line for his modem. He was freaking out about drilling a hole in his house, and it's just twenty-year-old kid stuff. Hey, say, hey, you used to dent and throw holes in my house all the time, so start to get to drilling, dude. Dude, my fridge has like five or six fist prints in it, probably. Man, this is yeah. You got Brett Wetzel in the house, man. We got Casey going there. Yeah, everyone's talking about the RLS baby. That's great. Yeah, yeah, it's Max. He's 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 he was the first RLS baby, I think. Yeah, because he came through before me because she was pregnant and he wanted to make sure he got through before you know she had she gave birth. Yeah, he, was the, he was the very first one, yeah, because he was getting ready to be born. So yeah, but he's almost one, dude. I mean, I think he's nine months old. I mean, he's crazy. He's he's not far from walking. I uh, I could I could imagine having a one year old right now. My wife a few years ago wanted to. She's like, oh, we're financial stable and secure. Let's have another one. And our youngest was like twelve, and I was like, no, you're absolutely crazy. I was like, we're about out of this. We're not starting over now. <laughs> it's a young man's game, man. I mean, that's the, the God's honest truth. It's the, you got you have to have some energy for that. I did it super young. So I'm 41 and my daughter's 22. Okay. So we did it 19, 18, 19 years old. We got that. Mm-hmm. We did that uh, venture and I'm not trying to do it again. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, uh, you gave up one side, but you get the other side back. So when you're 40, right, you're done. You get to. Well, that's why those guys start partying like they were twenty. So that's what you got to do. I try it, man. I'm I'm dead for three days every time I try it now. So (laughs) yeah. Uh, So Brett Wetzel, he um he does some stuff. He does a lot of training. He's a pretty smart dude. He's really knowledgeable guy. Um, I like Brett. We got all kinds of people in here. What's your question, LED? I didn't see it, man. It's scrolling so fast. I missed some of it. Let me scroll here and see if I can't find it. But yeah, I seen I seen uh, Jeff's contest. I was I made sure I tagged my son and one of my other uh, apprentices in there and make sure they can get in there and get in on that one. 
Yeah, we got some stuff lined up. We're going to start doing more of that stuff. Um, you know, it, I've, I've always said this, but it used to piss me off when guys would say, hey, I, I can't wait to use your product, but my boss won't buy me a tool. I'm like, oh, I'm ending that. So that's how a lot of guys have gotten tools is like, dude, I'll show your boss who's boss. Like, come here, give me your damn name. You know, they don't care if they buy fittings and stuff like that, but they won't buy a tool. I mean, I don't know if guys are rough on them. I don't know. I mean, you have to tell me. Mine stays in the box. It's on the bottom shelf. Last in place. It ain't going anywhere. I make sure. I cannot find your question, LED Handyman. Can you please type it again? I'll get to it, please. <laughs> so, but no, uh, yeah, that's a pretty cool giveaway. Um, I look forward to seeing who wins that one. Um, I'm trying to think of who won. It was uh, who won last time. Was it? Hmm, can't remember. LeBron, I, I always know the Instagram handles. Actually, I'll look real quick. I, knew, I mean, I know a couple of guys that have won some. I know HVACSG, he won one. Did he win at AHR? Did he win yeah, at he won that at AHR. Um, okay. Jeff says you're the man. I cannot remember. Jeff would know. He's on here, right? Yeah. Who won the, who won the last one, Jeff? Do you remember? He, he's done a real good job with it on. I mean, I've seen him using it all the time, so it's always nice to see guys win and then they're using it. His, yeah. uh, his Instagram handle has uh, it's HVAC303, I think. Hmm. I'm not sure his name. Look his name's name. Austin J. <laughs> he's yeah. in Denver. Yeah, I think he won. I, I'm, I'm not positive, but I think so. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, we'll see who wins this time. He's uh, He's got a lot of guys eager to do it, so we'll, we'll try to get one started here. Sweet. Well, anything else you want to push or promote or tell everybody about like everybody here before we uh, jump off here? No, man, I'm good. I got nothing to just, you know, just plowing along, man. It's money season. So trying to, trying to keep your head above water. That's all we're doing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely summer. It's been pretty cool here. So it's been kind of, kind of slow. It got hot for like a week and then it got like abnormally cool. I opened my pool and it's, in like 50 degrees every morning when I go to work, so you can't use the type of weather. It's coming though. I mean, it's that's what we, I've always said this. We pray for this at RLS hot weather and natural disasters, man. That's what we pray for. You know, everything that moves pipe and equipment. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So, all right, man. Well, you guys check out RLS. I got a pretty good sale going on right now. If you're looking to get some tooling, uh, 500 off the 19 kilonewton. With the five jaw set, five hundred dollars off the thirty-two kilonewton tool, or five hundred off the uh, thirty-two kilonewton eight jaw set. So, if you're looking to get into pressing and you already have, you know, a, a three fifty or a bigger uh, Milwaukee or rigid gun, that may be an option to go to. If you don't do any water or anything like that, look at the sets, man. It's well worth it. Yep. Well, Pat, keep keep doing it, man. We'll we'll talk soon, dude. Yeah, I'm about to get back out there somewhere. I got some. I got some time off for July week. Week I may come out, see what's up. You're gonna be around. Get a hold. Yeah, I'll be around for sure. I may have to come out for a couple of days and hang out. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, dude. Hey, have a good one, man. You guys have a good evening. See you, Pat. Thanks. See you guys. If you guys would please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing the podcast. It really helps us grow and helps us know which direction to move in. Also, if you have any suggestions for guests. Please email me at commercialkitchenchronicles at gmail.com. Or if you want to be a guest, email me. Love to have you guys on. Thanks a lot. See you next week.